0: This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We share thoughts and practical tips on career and life so you can grow. I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm here today with Sunday Marcourt, and we are talking about five tips for starting a people helping business. So, welcome to the studio, Sunday. It's like, man, we haven't been on the mic together. I
1: know. It's been a while. I miss you. Me too.
0: You didn't look like you were serious about that. <laughs>
1: I am. I'm seriously, I seriously missed it. Oh, okay. I am. Well, you're going to have what? to prove
0: it on this episode. <laughs> well, did what? You, how much did you enjoy doing an episode by I yourself? Did, it
1: was nice to not have you interrupt my thoughts, actually. Oh,
0: uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was Say more. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you mm. know how
1: you go on and, mm. on, and on and on sometimes mm. about the things I said? Yeah. None of that took place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gave a lot of tips in that one on, like, how to manage your manager better. Yeah. And, uh-huh. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. Was, that That's was really right. interesting.
1: Wow. See how you're doing this thing right now? That didn't happen on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. What if I came back from the conference and you had actually done an episode with just some other person? I, I don't know. even know. I was like, like this what? is your
1: host, not Steve. Um, and by the way, I took over the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But the other person's name was Steve, too. Yeah, and you're like, right. I just picked a different There's Steve. There's
1: a guy who works at this office named Steve. I could have asked him.
0: Yeah, you could mm-hmm. just ask him. Mm-hmm. We should do that. Uh, the first person to leave us the next review gets invited as a, <laughs> to as a my, co-host. To be my
1: co-host, right.
0: Well, today <laughs> I just want to talk about five. It's not like the five tips, but five tips that come up frequently in conversations. and um, And I think what I've noticed is a lot of people who are thinking about starting a business or starting one, they just want to help people. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this?
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know how we do this like brainstorming thing sometimes yeah. when we're trying to think about what's hot trending or on our mind around what we want to podcast? And you mentioned this topic to me and I was like, Steve, so many people come to my office and say... So, I'm unsatisfied with what I want to do in my job. And I'm like, oh, tell me more. And they say, "As what interests you? I just want to make an impact and I just want to help people.
0: Wow, you're so unique. I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, many, so people many people say it, which I, isn't that beautiful about our world, I love though.
0: that people right. say it, but it is funny, too. It
1: is so – they do think they're unique, but the hardest part is, A, we got to, like, dig a little deeper there because we got to figure out how you want to help people. Yeah. So I love that you're taking a bit of a different spin on it around starting a business around helping people, but it's a very meaningful and popular
0: topic. It is. Okay. Get this. Do you have a guess on how many new businesses get started each year in the U S? No. Like, do you, no, I'm really, no, 1000s I'm just going to stop you
1: because if you <laughs> ask my husband to, to ask me estimate numbers, like, no,
0: I'm just asking no. you to embarrass yourself. Yeah,
1: like I can't even tell you how many people are in this room. <laughs>
0: okay, well, it surprised me. <laughs> I'm I'm kind it's of too. Yeah, us. sometimes I'm bad at that too. But I was totally surprised. It's over six million.
1: So, not even, wow,
0: over six million new businesses, and it it totally surged in 2020 because of COVID. Oh. Yep. People are still trying to figure out what the exact causes were, but I'm pretty certain COVID had something to do with a lot it.
1: people lost jobs. Yeah. It's innovative. like in
0: over 10 yeah. years, this was the biggest surge. Yeah. Okay. And then.
1: Boredom. I could keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and what we saw, maybe mm-hmm. this is why I feel confident because we hear people every day say, oh, my gosh, I've just been thinking about a change for so long. I think it's time. Like, why? Right. Why not? I'm already was, at home. Like, I'm already. Everything's already changing. People
1: were dying. I mean, there was a sense of like urgency. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. yeah. I think yeah it was were almost like
0: when you have one of those near-death experiences, and then somebody, and then that person says, they just rethought their whole life. You mm-hmm. know, they're like, I'm going to ch- make some changes. Mm-hmm. It was a little like that on a mass scale. But then get this: of all the businesses in the country, the percentage that are small businesses. I was thinking like oh i'm I don't know, maybe you know seventy five eighty ninety nine point nine percent of u s businesses are small businesses
1: I, I would never have thought that you never we, we hear mostly, stats like that, yeah,
0: you never hear stats ninety nine point nine percent so how they define that different question, but the point is a lot of people are thinking about this, mm-hmm. and you know, and yet everyone who I talk to feels very alone mm-hmm. feels very like okay, I'm the only one thinking this. I can't tell anyone. I don't know what to do. And I remember feeling that way big time mm-hmm. and feeling like, who can I talk to who gets it? Who can I get advice from? And so I read all the books and listen to all the podcasts, but then people are in different niches or different industries, and you just wanted to talk to someone who understood where you were at In as a person who wants to help people, mm-hmm. right? So the point of today's episode is, all right, I want to give back a little and share some of the advice that I wish people would have given me or that they did give me Mm -hmm. when I was in that that place Mm
1: -hmm. yeah good
0: so I think the the idea was sparked when uh, I went out to breakfast with a friend I hadn't seen in a couple years and it was just you know that look on someone's face I think when you're a coach you just get this a lot where we're talking we're catching up it was great we're just friends and we're catching up on life there's something in his eyes the whole time I could tell there was another thing he wanted to Mm -hmm. bring up
1: Was he afraid he was going to put you in work mode? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was
0: being respectful and maybe it's just a little nerve wracking to bring up. Something
1: exciting to him too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You could Mm -hmm. just
0: see the twinkle in his eye like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just, I Mm want to talk about this thing. And so we kind of naturally got into it and I just started kind of talking business to give him, give him the permission to go there. And he, he finally did a big sigh and leans on the table. He goes, Steve, I'm so glad. We're talking about this. I wanted to ask you this so bad. I'm like, what? I just, I, I, I think I want to leave my job and start a business.
1: Mm. Probably felt so relieved to tell you.
0: So relieved because he's been thinking about it for mm-hmm. years now. But, you know, I think that's part of the reality of the journey just because you're thinking about it doesn't mean you're ready at right, all right right it's a huge it's scary step. to
1: admit the first time too because people think you silly goose you yeah know what I mean? like no oh my way. Gosh. don't do that yeah. yes
0: i felt that for so long so wife is thinking, i was afraid do you dare to, yes i was afraid to tell my own spouse for oh, a long so time scary right. yeah i was afraid to tell my family right. oh, they're gonna think yeah. you're a so joke.
1: you were a very safe person to tell
0: well, I hope so because we got to talking about it and I just started sharing thoughts that I thought were very like mundane obvious things <laughs> like oh you did you think about doing this oh hey you should do this and he's like taking out his notebook and writing notes and and he said toward the end it was really helpful that he said this he goes you really need to like share this stuff with people more because this is gold mm-hmm. and I was like it's gold I I just mm-hmm. thought I was saying obvious things and then it wasn't till I was in the car later going home I was oh, yeah, this is gold, because it was mm-hmm. to me, too. Mm-hmm. When you don't know it yet, or you're starting out, or you're just thinking about it, all of these little tips and tricks and stuff are gold. But then you take it for granted once you get to, you know, like anything. Once you really get good at something or familiar with something, you take for granted the, like, what newbies don't know yet. Yep. So that that was kind of the genesis of this. I thought I'd share that because mm-hmm. I do know so many people are in that place, mm-hmm. But but you... You're listening right now and you haven't told anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And so you think you're the only one mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you feel alone and you, it's hard to bring it up. So um, so I think I wanted the inv- advice that I was giving this friend. And so, you know, here we are. I just so share. you had to
1: figure this out on your own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that, but that's not true. You, there you were lots to, of people okay. help, but it was kind of like I had to piece it together from okay, many different sure. sources. Yeah. And you didn't know what you could trust. and you, yeah. So I had to like fail into it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and And I think the reason for me was I was getting advice from a lot of great, wise, experienced business people and leaders, but they had been in different markets they had been in a doing business in a different time and you know a different era of business mm-hmm. they They had different issues and different strengths and so if you want to help people and you like our podcast, you are probably wanting to do something similar. Mm-hmm. To what we do, mm-hmm. coaching, consulting, you know, marketing or some kind of like people helping type business, some kind of service based business. And, and so there are specific tips and things that that person needs to know that somebody in more of a tech startup or they're developing a physical product or they're in retail and they're opening a little shop or a store. Those have different things, similar but different. Right. Got does that it. make sense? It does. Okay, so the, so the five things, um, I think we'll just jump right into yeah. it. Number one is repurpose everything. Repurpose everything that you talk about. And here, here's the example. This friend that, that I was meeting with, his wife has a business, and she's doing these workshops. It's also a people-helping business where she is working with uh, parents and helping them through a specific set of challenges She's doing these workshops, putting tons of effort into them, Mm -hmm. prepping, teaching. It's really valuable content. The people are loving it. They're creating relationships there. And then they leave the workshop and it's just done. (laughs) It's done for the customers and it's done for the business owner. Okay. And that is a huge missed opportunity because that content now in this digital age can live on forever and can keep helping you grow your business while you're doing other things. So the idea there is, whenever you are doing your thing, you know, if you're a people helper, and and like you said at the top, maybe you don't know what kind of help that is yet, and you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. But there's something that you do naturally. You're probably already doing it. Like you're probably already doing it with your coworkers, your friends, or you have some little side hustle, and you're helping people do X, like whatever that X is. That's the thing you need to start um, capturing and repurposing. So maybe it's you really coach and counsel people in a certain topic. You know, I was talking to someone else the other day who really helps people, a lot of their friends and family members with finance stuff and is just naturally like a kind of a coach and advice giver on finance and studies it a lot. Okay, so whenever you're doing that thing with whoever, capture it somehow. Or maybe it's like you are a blogger and you write. Uh, Maybe you teach some kind of lesson or you teach music or you are some kind of, consultant, you help people on like with marketing and, and sales. Like that is the thing you help people with. Capture it somehow so you can reuse it. Got it. So number one is repurpose everything you're talking about. And it bleeds into number two, which is start building a community of trust. Mm-hmm. And you can see where that they kind of start to connect. Because mm-hmm. if you start capturing the thing you naturally do and sharing it out to the world, then you can start building a community with that of people who care about the thing you have to offer. Mm -hmm. They're attracted to it. They like your style or your voice. You know, you start building kind of a community that trusts you and listens and wants to kind of tune in to what, what you have. So if I were to rewind into the past... Probably six years before I started greenhouse, I would have started doing this right here, podcasting. In fact, maybe even with with you sometimes because we had these types of conversations right, well, long before mm-hmm. greenhouse started. You did, yeah, right. And we, I could have started building an right. audience before and credibility. Before you started your own business, yeah. yeah,
1: figure out a way to have just even like a free community, like mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's exactly the right point. Is building a free community where you can kind of. Um, <laughs> it sounds weird sometimes to talk about it this way, but get those people, like, don't lose those people. Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna try to capture them somewhere and have a mm-hmm. place, a holding place where we exist as a community. Mm-hmm. So, again, I wish someone would have told me this. Mm-hmm. I had all kinds of different platforms and places, and anything like a Facebook group will work. You know, Facebook groups are a very common, easy mm-hmm. way to start a free community mm-hmm. because most people already have Facebook but I would say Mighty Networks, which is where our free community lives, right. is the best place. And I anyone who asks, I would point them to Mighty Networks because, well, there's a hundred reasons.
1: Right. <laughs> That's a whole podcast. <laughs> That's a
0: whole podcast. <laughs> but I would say Mighty Networks and start an email list. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend ConvertKit for that. And, um, I think email lists are the most important tool as a people-helping business because it's the only asset you fully own. So, for example, if you start a Facebook group, uh, Facebook could change their algorithm or their setup or their permissions and security overnight like mm-hmm. they have many times recently. New government regulation could come out, You know, things could shift, and all of a sudden you like lose your group mm-hmm. or you lose the same access to the people in your group. Mm, yeah. But an email list is always yours, mm-hmm. at least in the present state. So, again, okay, you are somebody who does these, like, fun workshops for people just as a hobby. Or you kind of write this blog that you think is just a hobby. But you want to start a business around it. Then start, like, inviting people. Create a free community and start inviting them to it. And put that content there, too. And... Um, And when you're doing that, capture their email so you can start communicating with this community over time. And then one last thing about the community is if you're building this before or as you're starting a business, then once you get to the point where you have some kind of product or service to offer, something that's paid and that starts bringing in revenue, now you already have your audience. Mm-hmm. Like, congratulations, you just send a message to everybody in the group and you say, hey, guess what? This thing is ready. Right? Do you want to do you want to join? Do you want to, you know,
1: that's such an important thing for people to really hear is I think really people think they have to have the paying people before they and you're flipping it. You're saying it's OK to have people listening to you before there's even something that people are paying for.
0: Right. In yeah. fact, anyone listening to this right now, if you kind of scroll through your podcast and say, who all do I listen to? What kind of like thought leaders do I read the most? Mm -hmm. Most of the ones who have really built a big following, it is because they accidentally started building a following before it was actually Mm -hmm. a business.
1: Great point. Mm -hmm. So
0: we, you know, Greenhouse, we're taking the tougher path, which is, all right, we have a business now, we need to build an audience. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Versus like, you and I both love Seth Godin. Well, he blogged for years. Mm -hmm. I think it was actually over, over a decade. Wow! Before it was really a big thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day he would write a blog, and he just started building this tribe, this following. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the time he offered anything paid, everyone in the audience is like, "Hell yeah! I'll <laughs> <Yeah, we> <laughs> your book." It's like yeah. obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. So it's actually the easier path. It's mm-hmm. just you know people like me didn't didn't think to do that ahead of time, or you know didn't accidentally stumble in. All right, number three is take the pressure off yourself by creating savings and financial milestones.
1: That just feels like a good tip in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yet the one no Moving one wants on. to hear. I
1: know. <laughs> because, like, that takes the pressure off of everything. Yeah. You know, but you're right. Okay. And
0: now a word for my, our financial <laughs> yeah. advisor <I> <laughs> sponsors. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. This is one. I have to give a shout-out here to our former co-host, Tommy Thompson, who still comes on the podcast occasionally and has his own podcast called Space for Life. Little plug there. Mm -hmm. But Tommy was really the one who taught me this and just in such a helpful way, as he always does, is, okay, financial plans, that can feel overwhelming to a lot of people or they don't know where to start. Um, But I think it's way simpler than that when you're starting a business. All you got to know is... Okay, what do I need to survive on? Like, look at your bills, look at your monthly expenses, and just understand, which is a good practice anyway. Mm-hmm. Understand what your cost of living is. Mm-hmm. Some people, when they start a business, decide to change that and mm-hmm. go live, in, you know, in, in their intense. parents' closet to save money. <laughs> like, fine, cool, right. whatever your mm-hmm. decisions are are your decisions. Right. I chose to maintain the same kind of standard of living through that, which was a harder path, and I knew that, but. I I knew what my number was. Like, know what your number is that you need to live off of. And then just chart out, okay, okay, when do I want to get to that number by? Like, let's say I want to go from starting the business to a year later, I want to be making that much. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of divide it into milestones every month or every three months. I usually say, like, every month, just have a checkpoint. And it's like, okay, by month one, this is how much I think we should be making, a month, two, this much, three, four, to get to that end goal number mm-hmm. in a year. And, and then all you have to do is every month check in with the number and the, match your reality to your projection and say, okay, I wanted to be making um, $1,000 a month by this point, and we're actually only bringing in 500. Okay, so what does that tell me? And just kind of be real with yourself. Like, okay, it's a little behind the goal, but I think it's okay. Let's okay. keep pressing forward.
1: Okay.
0: Or, oh my gosh, we're surpassing the goal. Great. Yeah. <laughs> or, we're nine months in, still no money coming in. 20 bucks. I was supposed to That's be making 20 grand a month. <laughs> like, this is a problem. Yeah. We should pivot.
1: Okay.
0: The point is, stop judging yourself and saying, like, am I failing or succeeding? Yeah. And just say, how are we doing compared to what I thought? Mm-hmm. And based on that, what's the right too. decision? I think
1: that's the whole point, too. Sometimes we want to put our head in the sand, too, so.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's so true. We just want to ignore it and hope that it works out. And entrepreneurs yeah. are very optimistic, uh-huh. usually. Uh-huh. We're, we're like, it'll fine. be fine. Yeah. It's like somebody at the slot machine, like, well, just one more. Just yeah, one more. Just right. one more. And, and yeah, I think it can be so much simpler than that, just mm-hmm. to check in and be like, okay, what does reality look like? Yeah. And what does that mean for moving forward? So here's the thing that it solves. A wise person once told me this, too. Mm, A wise person. Actually, whoa, this just hit me. You also tell this to your job-seeking clients. The question is, what's the worst that can happen?
1: I do. That's a really popular Sunday question. Oh, my gosh. It's
0: such (laughs) a good question because in our heads, we go, okay, especially if you're leaving a job to start a people-helping business. It's like, oh, my gosh, if this doesn't work, I'm going to be poor in the streets, and my whole life's going to crumble, and everyone's going to die, and I'm going to be everyone's
1: gonna hate me i mean it's like the worst and it's not actually what's actually gonna happen
0: not at all yeah. it's so like paint the actual <laughs> yeah what's maybe the actual i path? lose
1: my house like like that like, you know or maybe i do live with my parents or you know it's like can't but i always say can you handle that
0: right and for so many people i work with it's like worst case scenario is you just go back to your job right again. Woo,
1: <laughs> what? you call your manager and you're like is there right i mean somebody gave you that advice didn't they
0: yeah and actually said hey before you leave your job like list out a few people who you would be reaching out to Mm -hmm. when things go bad and talk to them now and say, hey, guess what? Um, I might be coming back to you in a year. Is that okay? (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. number should I call you on? (laughs) And so it's great advice because we tend to go to these extremes subconsciously Mm -hmm. and then we're making all these erratic decisions on it. Basically, no, no, no. If you reach month Mm -hmm. six or nine and things are really, really not Mm -hmm. going well and you look at that honestly and you decide, yeah. I should probably go back to my job, or I should probably get a a part-time job to pay the bills while I keep working on this, because it's going slower than I thought. Great. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. These are all fine decisions. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm camping on this one for a while, but that's because it's people helpers, focus on people not money not money right there's a whole group of business people who are only focused on the money Mm -hmm. and they need different advice advice. but people helpers the ones who come to you sunny Mm -hmm. and say oh my gosh i just want to make an impact and help people and you're like cool what in what way (laughs) like that's not a business right well they're not focused on the money enough so the other the other point to make here and then i'll be done is that when we do this, when we create kind of the the milestones and say, all right, what do I need? What can I save now to kind of build a runway for myself? What are the milestones that I want to hit? Then when you do these check-ins on the milestones, you don't just do it with yourself. You talk to that person in your life and you know who it is, who you need to kind of like reality check with. Okay. For me, it was my wife, Ashley, mm-hmm. because we had to be in this together, make decisions together. She had to be okay with where things are going, and I'll tell you that was really, really hard. Those conversations were really, really hard, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like pursue this dream, and it's like everything in me is. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is scary." But for some people, maybe it's um, a parent or a kid, one of their kids, or maybe it's a friend or a counselor or a coach. But like, there is that person, that one person, at least that you need to. Do these check-ins with them? Mm-hmm. Tell them where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yourself honest with yourself. Good point. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because you, I think you see people in career transition a lot, where they're kind of like the emotions take over, and you're maybe not totally honest with yourself.
1: Yeah, I I do think that it's good to just. I think that it's well, they're usually talking to me, so I'm usually helping them get. You're that with person, themselves. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think uh-huh. that it's helped them. But I I are you kidding? When anyone's making a huge decision like that. I always say, who's the person closest in your life? And you need to make sure to check in with them.
0: That's so good. Okay, number four is stop viewing your job as a drag. Instead, use it for learning. This one is usually the game changer for people because if you are going to leave a job to start a business, you're kind of like every day you wake up, you're like, oh, my God, I can't go to work. I hate my job. This is so... Or maybe you love your job, but you're just so excited about the future the thing, yeah. <laughs> that you're like, you just, ah, oh, mm-hmm. my job is just like getting in the way of my life. Right. Here's the pivot I want you to make is view it as a chance for learning and for making your mistakes on someone else's dime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll tell you, even, I'll be truly honest, like, okay, Sunday, if you decided one day you wanted to start a business of your own and you told me, okay, I'm leaving at this point, I would actually love this, not every manager would be this way, but I would love to help you fail on greenhouse's dime because when you go out on your own and you start making all these failures when you don't even have any revenue, that is really painful. Oh, yeah. That's really, really hard place to be because you put all this energy for like three months into building something and then you launch it and it totally flops. And it's like, you don't have any money as it is and now you just realized oh this is where i screwed up and you just wasted 3 months of time mm-hmm. and money
1: yeah good point
0: so while you're at your job view it as a chance to learn make mis- try things that you think might be part of your business mm-hmm. and fail while it's not on on you also like learn and get certifications <laughs> you know if you're a people helper there's probably some professional certifications or training you need to get to really be ready to like It's a business now. And a lot of companies will will help you to either just give you the freedom to take the training or help pay for it. Um, You know, just think about this time at your current job is not a drag. It's actually a chance for learning Mm -hmm. and it's a chance to prep and be prepared for the business. Instead of just like going out and then feeling, you know, mm-hmm. that's why people say it's jumping off a cliff. It's not. Mm-mm. It's actually completely the opposite. When you start a business, you have so much control over so many more things than you did as an employee somewhere. It's just a matter of did you actually are you actually planning those things out? Are you actually like th- thinking ahead or just jumping off a cliff and hoping for the best? So
1: I'd say that it's it lines up there. We just did a podcast on should I quit my job? It's just in general it's that impulsive feeling Shh. it's like quiet to yourself and say what can i gain from staying here how what can i learn what's the timing i've had many people tell me they got certifications in their job that have helped them for the next thing yeah so yeah just yeah, really ask you, yourself what 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 is best don't don't be so excited for the next thing that you jump ship
0: well yeah, yeah you even tell job seekers about freelancing or mm-hmm. kind of doing a side gig yeah Say more about that because I think that actually apply, can apply here too.
1: How's that? What's coming to your mind?
0: Well, the fact that if you want to start a business, guess what? You could start to try that out on a part-time basis on yeah. the side. Yeah. Start to get a gig while you're still at your job.
1: Right. Try to get your first time.
0: client yeah. or even do it for someone else. I've had this with coaches. Like
1: all or nothing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely had this with coaches where yeah. they're like, can I... Can I just do a little bit of coaching work for greenhouse, like as I'm trying to start Mm -hmm. my own thing and get Mm -hmm. it off the ground? Right. And I give them major props for asking because it's a win-win. It's like, okay, first of all, thanks for the transparency. So I know what your path is. Mm -hmm. But also, sure, like if I get something out of it and you do, Mm -hmm. why why not? not? (laughs) And there might be a lot more opportunities like that out there. Yeah. Good point. Than you think. Okay, so Use your, use your last time, wherever you're at, for learning. And if you're not currently in a job, I think the same principle can apply.
1: Whether you're seeking clarity, making a big change, or growing into more of your gifts and abilities, everyone needs to know who's on their team. Our private community is exactly that, and people like you are joining every day. It's a place where you can take action to make a change, develop the goals and habits you know you need, Learn from others that are in the same boat as you and have accountability to follow through on your next steps. And hey, once you're in our free community, you'll see daily polls and weekly challenges to get you thinking, a list of curated courses for you to tap into at your own pace, and the opportunity to connect with our expert coaches to help you move forward towards your next right thing. Today is where your journey begins. Join our free community today at members.greenhouseculture.co. That's members.greenhouseculture.co. See you there.
0: Number five, learning is great, but you got to keep track of those learnings. So document what you're learning right now, because I promise you, and you will be coming to me three years from now saying, oh my gosh, I wish I would have written these things down. Here's why. In the beginning, it's just a whirlwind of. It's like the fire hose analogy. You know, when you're starting a people helping business, you are learning more than you've ever learned. You can even attest to this, mm-hmm. even though you're not the the business owner in this case.
1: <laughs> but it's a small business. That <laughs> we you're do learning so much.
0: crazy amounts of stuff. You're taking on new skills and wearing different hats. Mm-hmm. You are trying to keep finances afloat and all the emotions surrounding that personally and family life. You are trying to like now be a salesperson and win over clients and customers and also build systems and there's legal and insurance stuff and there's all these things involved. Not only that, though, you're learning what is the heart of your business. Mm -hmm. And that's the key part I want you to document is what is your message and who are your ideal customers? Mm-hmm. um okay moment of transparency and confession what's that I am so bad <laughs> and no one ha- I'm not digging for sympathy here like I- I'm I am so bad at defining like what is our core message right Sunday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever helped me with I, this? Uh,
1: never. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, what is it that we say yeah, again, Sunday? Or like, what is it,
0: <laughs> Sunny? <laughs> Sunny, what's what's my what? elevator pitch? Yeah, <laughs> you actually wrote it out for me a couple weeks ago because I was headed to a conference.
1: You're so sweet to admit that.
0: But it was great. Yeah. We want a new customer out of yeah. your elevator pitch that you scripted for me, <laughs> and I read off of a cue card. <laughs> I'm just bad. At, I think a lot of people helpers are bad at this because um, we view things a little more complex or nuanced. Right. Uh, right, right. Right. Creative. Mm-hmm. Um, these type of people are a little more in the creative realm mm-hmm. than in the tactical numbers, black right. and white realm. So we struggle with how to articulate. And that's why they come to you and say, I just want to make an impact. I just want to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of impact? What kind of mm-hmm. people? How are you mm-hmm. helping them? <laughs>
1: yeah. What specifically? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What problem are you helping them solve? Yeah. This is all the stuff I teach in my That's business That's my favorite course.
1: thing, actually, is what's the problem? What's the problem you're trying to solve? I was like, oh, that one really helps me.
0: What do you like about that one? Because I feel
1: like it really gets to something. Like People aren't going to pay for something that there's not a problem you're solving.
0: Exactly. Especially yeah. with people helping. It's squishy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like if I want a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. I go on Amazon and I pick some shoes and mm-hmm. I buy the shoes and mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting. I don't care who the mm-hmm. owner is. I don't care. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But... It's different when it's a people-helping service. It's more squishy. Like, what am I getting for this money? Mm-hmm. How do I even know what it's worth? Like, are mm-hmm. you ripping me off or is this a great deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think that when I go to, like, a counselor or something, I'm like, what should I be paying here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even know. Did I get anything out of <laughs> I this? I think that was helpful. Sometimes,
1: I know.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't walk away with a physical no, thing in your hands. It's part
1: about our products sometimes, yeah. too, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think it's even more important for people helping business to define what Mm -hmm. problem do you solve? People are not opening their wallets and getting really excited about just like you helping them. What problem do you solve? So so that's the stuff you got to track because as you're talking to people and as you're doing what you do naturally, you'll start to see patterns and themes of A, what resonates with people in your message – Like when you're pitching or when you're telling your business idea to someone. So keep track of that. Keep track of that. Write it down. Have a list. But you'll also start seeing themes in what questions they ask back and what Mm -hmm. they're curious about or what's unclear. Right. And then as you start helping people and actually doing the work more and more, you'll notice what types of people are attracted to Mm -hmm. your service and Mm -hmm. that you enjoy working with. Mm -hmm. And again, keep track of what are the qualities about them? What's the Mm -hmm. problem that they all have in common? Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, it became very clear as I was tracking this, that the kind of people who come to me, they, they want to make a shift in their career. They want to do something more purposeful with more meaning, but they don't know what it is. And they're not sure what their next steps are. Mm -hmm. And they get really excited when I talk to them and they feel energized and like they have a new hope and perspective for the future. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like there's my target audience. But I didn't know that until I started tracking and seeing like, oh, those are the kind of people who come to me and who I really enjoy working with. And I help them get I consistently help those kind of people get good results. Right. But share yours. Yours is similar but different. Like who are the people who are naturally drawn to you and you always get them results like you're always they walk away and they are like excited and ready to go.
1: Mostly the people who, I mean, they're consistently people who are just, I mean, so vague, but it's like they're stuck. That's just like, it doesn't matter. I mean, I have 27 all the way up to like 55, but somewhere in their career along the way they are, they've been running along and something in their life has gone boom and they can't figure out what it is. And so I identify it and then I give them a strategy how to get out and then they move forward. Yeah. And they're like, nobody else could do that. Thank you. Boom. There it is.
0: Boom is actually your word because that's the thing. People always feel very like heard and understood with Mm -hmm. you. That's big. And they walk away with a clear action item. Yeah. And that combo is what makes you great at what you do and what, what makes – that's like your ideal customers and your message are all centered around that.
1: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. some
0: people might be great at like counseling and listening and yeah. oh, They feel so understood. But, but they walk away. They don't know what to do.
1: Right. Mine is energy with strategy. It's yeah. like energy with steps. You're going to feel like, a, yay. Sunday just inspired me, but you're also going to have steps. Yeah. All right. So what's the bottom line?
0: The bottom line is out of these five tips, again, these aren't like steps in succession. If you're at the point where you need steps in succession, you need to join my business course, right. which is within the Greenhouse Network. And you go to greenhouse, uh, sorry, members.greenhouseculture.co <laughs> and you'll see there on the courses tab, there's one called start and grow your ideal business. Mm-hmm. And that is the one you want to join because it gives you the steps in right. succession to make this work. You get coaching along with it. But but if you're just listening and you just needed some inspiration and tips, pick one of the five. Which one are you going to start doing? Mm-hmm. Which one do you feel like, oh my gosh, I need that to do that one? And answer for yourself, write it down. When? When are you going to start doing it? So you don't just walk away and feel like, Okay, cool. But then you get distracted. Okay, cool. Because I know who you are and I know you're going to get distracted. So when are you going to start? Steve said doing some it? things. Steve said some great things. I'm like, I'm going to like warm <laughs> and. That's how I feel sometimes. So excited. Right.
1: I love that you said pick one. I
0: just want to make what? an impact. I
1: just want to make an impact. <laughs> Steve said make an impact. Right.
0: <laughs> so pick something, start okay. making an impact, but decide when and write it down for yourself.
1: Good. Thank you.